0: How you doing, you conspiracy theorists and right-wing nutjobs? I'm Dave Rubin. It is March 30th, 2021, and this is the Rubin Report direct message. As always, click that subscribe button and that notification bell, and perhaps you'll see our videos in your feed. Although right before I started this, about 20 seconds ago, in real time, I saw from the official YouTube Twitter account that they are going to be testing out hiding dislikes on videos because it's become very obvious that they don't like their creators or their users, and they don't want real Feedback to be there. By the way, our like to dislike ratio is bananas amazing. It's off the charts. Like, look at any of our last videos. Like, it's actually great because I think we put out decent content. And although I do have a lot of loser trolls that hang around, and you, most of them are on Twitter anyway, um, we get a great ratio. But what they don't want, you know, the White House, of course, shut off their comments on their videos. And now they also get ratioed to high hell on the like dislike thing. So they don't want that either. So YouTube, they're just whittling away all the ways we can communicate with each other in an honest way. And we shall just get information from verified authoritarian sources because they know what's good for us. Now sit there and be quiet. All right, guys, we got three stories for you. But before we do any of those stories, I just wanna throw to one quick video of Kamala Harris. This is video from the White House yesterday. And if you thought Biden has mental problems, well, (laughs) take a look. More people are seeing that yeah, affordable childcare is a big deal. More parents are seeing the value of educators when they had to (laughs) bring their kids (laughs) and say we're not paying them nearly enough. (laughs) What? I mean she's Off a rocker, like we're used to like generally evil politicians. I think everyone sort of accepts that politicians are mostly generally evil. I mean, they spend their lives trying to control other people's lives, but she's like maniacally evil. You know, this is a woman who polled at 0% in her own party, got zero delegates in the primary. Then they chose her for identity politics reasons. She's got that evil cackle and she's just laughing for no reason. There was nothing funny being said there. Let's throw it one more time. More people are seeing that, yeah, affordable childcare is a big deal. More parents are seeing the value of educators when they had to (laughs) bring their kids (laughs) and say, we're not paying them nearly enough. more parents are seeing the <laughs> value of <laughs> She's a combination of, of the Joker and Green Goblin or something. I, I, I don't know what she is. I think the reason she's laughing is she cannot believe she's gonna be president. It's, it's all so idiotic. And she's like, I'm gonna be president any day now. And she actually can't believe it. Also, why is she wearing a mask? She is roughly, how old is she? She's maybe 45, something like that. Probably about 45. She's perfectly healthy. She's been vaccinated. She's on a stage alone. It's all theater, people. There's no business like show business. All right, we got uh, three stories for you. One, we're going very heavy on COVID stuff today because there's a lot of bananas things to talk about. Just like the vaccine passports and the head of the CDC is having a mental breakdown. And I'm sure we can come up with something about Fauci. So we'll show you a couple videos on that. Uh, The second story, I think is actually really important, and sort of hits close to home in the world that I live in, uh, which is that um, on Bill Maher's show on Friday night, which I feel like it's really losing its influence very fast. You know, his his focus on sort of that that good liberal that still considers themselves a Democrat and says they're free speech, but you know, the real scary thing is the conservatives and the Trump people like that just doesn't really fly anymore. I think you guys know my my feelings on that, and again, I would be happy to discuss that. With, with Bill Maher any time. Uh, but anyway, uh, former senator from North Dakota, Heidi Heitkamp was on and they started talking about Gina Carano and you guys all know the, what happened to Gina Carano when she got canceled by Disney. And Gina Carano basically called her a Nazi and a white supremacist and there was no pushback from Maher. And I just think it's a perfect sort of like bite of, of everything that's wrong with everything, labels, media, the, the whole damn thing. Oh, and then finally, um, a California lawmaker, not too far from my house, uh, is trying to push forward on a bill to hold big tech accountable for online hate, which, you know, if the government forces private companies to restrict speech, you might think that maybe that's a violation of the First Amendment. It's sort of an outsourcing of tyranny. So we're gonna get to that, but before... We do any of that stuff, people. I wanna talk to you about Bonner Private Wine. You know, the next time you grill up a couple steaks, pop open a bottle of extreme altitude Malbec wine. It comes from these remote vineyards in Argentina located around 9,000 feet. When these vintners aren't making wine, they're herding cattle, so they know meat, they know barbecue, and that's what these Malbecs are for. As soon as you open the bottle, you're gonna experience delicious notes of blackberry leather smoke and a little dark cherry. You're also gonna get less sugar, less chemicals, and less additives, and 10 times more resveratrol, which is a powerful longevity booster. Uh, We've been drinking these Malbecs all the time. You guys know about my my meat habit, and I'm telling you, they truly are delicious. The guys over at freethinkerwine.com just got a special shipment of these wines in. They've got one Malbec from the third highest vineyard in the world. I've got a bottle of Malbec right here. I can't drink when I'm on air because I'm a professional, but I want to, and that's part of it. Uh, visit freethinkerwine.com today and you'll get 50% off your wine and 50% off shipping. That was It's a small batch and it's gonna go fast. Just vis- visit freethinkerwine.com. That's freethinkerwine.com. And now back to me. Okay, so we're gonna do a whole bunch of stuff on COVID right up top. So there was video from C-SPAN yesterday where Joe Biden at this point, it seems to me that we are watching the federal government sort of just collapse at every level. They are just throwing out the kitchen saying, keep the masks on, vaccine passports, nobody go to work, maybe go to a barbecue in four months. Like none of it really makes sense. I think everyone's starting to tune out and ignore most of this stuff, which is probably good, right? And I am not a scientist, I'm not a medical doctor, uh, but I am a citizen of a, of a somewhat free country, at least for now, and my belief is that you should do what is best for you and your family, and then we'll see what happens from there. If I was in charge right now, truly, if me, Dave Rubin, was in charge, I would absolutely 100% open up everything, and you take what precautions you wanna take, and let's see what happens. Why did we never try that for three days? Why did we never try that for three days and then look at numbers? You think it might be because these people like locking you down, like destroying your lives? They like this idea of a vaccine passport. They like the idea of controlling who can get on a plane and who can go to stadiums and who can, uh, you know, be part of, of free commerce and all of those things, or I should say, not so free commerce. Uh, anyway, uh, old Joe was given a speech yesterday and he's not happy that some of these states are reopening, even though it's going really, really well there. And we'll get to that in a sec, but first here's Joe. I'm reiterating my call for every governor, mayor and local leader to maintain and reinstate the mask mandate. Please, this is not politics. Reinstate the mandate if you let it down. And businesses require masks as well. Thank you. Mr. President, do you believe that some states should pause their reopening efforts? Yes. Okay. I want you guys to do a little homework on today's episode of the Rubin Report Direct Message. I want you to Google the numbers of Texas and now I believe it's 18 days since they opened up. And in 18 days, the numbers have precipitously dropped, dropped, and people have been able to go back to work. Joe Biden has no, well, not only does he have no authority, I would argue, as president of the United States to force individual states to do anything. That's a separate sort of legal issue, right? Um, but I would say he has no science to back what he's saying. He just wants more and more control. He or whoever's pulling his strings, because obviously it ain't Joe. Imagine if Joe had to do something for three straight hours. Imagine if he had to babysit a five-year-old and a seven-year-old for three hours. The kids would be dead and the house would be burned down. Okay, the, the guy's obviously not in charge of anything. I mean, that's just it's just painfully obvious. I'm sorry, it just is what it is. But the idea that now Florida should reverse course when things are going so well, and Texas should reverse course. But the reason he knows he can lie about that is because the media will just keep lying about these states. I mean, they'll just keep doing it over and over. So it's not just now that the president wants to trample on the rights of of free Texans and free free Floridians who voted in the right people, but now people, and we've got a headline from the post-millennial, Vaccine cards are on the way, yeah, that's right. This was like an Alex Jones conspiracy theory six months ago, and now apparently it's true. Vaccine cards to rival passports as essential travel documents. Uh, We're all used to having to pull out our passports when we go on vacation, but as Forbes reports, quote, your most precious travel accessory this summer is going to be a small white piece of paper. Um, You know, I don't want to, overstate the the Nazi thing. We talk a lot about Nazis these days. Um, But you know, one of the things the Nazis were known for, show me your papers. What kind of accent was that? That was a terrible accent. Wait, I can't do it. Do I do a German accent? Show me your papers. No, that's not German either. Uh, Give me, (laughs) show me your papers. No, that wasn't, ah, no, that was a little better. You just have to say, I was just angry. Your papers, please. How was that? That was a little bit, your papers. (laughs) No, I want them. The point is, guys, this isn't about whether I can do accents or not, and I'll talk to my uh, vocal coach on that. Um, The idea that now to travel from state to state, to get on planes, to go to stadiums, to do all of, show me your papers, nah, damn, that's not right. To do any of this stuff, that you're going to need to carry around a white little piece of paper and and government authorities will be able to see it even if you're, you're young and perfectly healthy and not obese and not 80 and don't have a comorbidity, two weeks to flatten the curve. Is anyone paying attention to any of this stuff? This feels like, this is sort of what I was saying before, this sort of feels like just like a hysterical government that has completely lost control, just throwing everything at us at the last second, just to endlessly keep us afraid. That's what it feels like to me. Uh, and by the way, you know, I see some people saying, well, no, it won't be the federal government or even the state governments that'll force you to do this. You'll just have to have these things if you wanna go to a baseball game or if you wanna go into a mall or it's up to the private companies to do that. But once that starts, we know it never ends with that and it'll just keep moving and moving and moving. And do you wanna just be walking around with papers all the time that anyone, you know, that any government authority, like we're just giving away all of our liberty. Show me your papers. No, damn, what is, that? that's French. Damn, show me your papers. No, uh, um, this is not good. This is not good. And I'm not just talking about my accent, okay? It's just not good, guys. We, we gotta do something about that. The Peppers, please, no. Sarah, uh, no. Because uh, <laughs> there's so many, god. everyone's talking about Nazis all the time, I can't even do their accents anymore because we've said everybody's a Nazi and now I do a Nazi accent, so it's like Pepe Le Pew, who's also been canceled. Um, anyway, the problem here, of course, is that they're gonna just keep throwing all this nonsense at us, uh, but there are some decent people in government, I could probably count them all on one hand. One of them is Ron DeSantis in Florida. This is video from the recount, uh, him talking about how he's gonna stand up against vaccine passports. You want the fox to guard the henhouse? I mean, give me a break. I think this is something that has huge privacy implications. It is not necessary to do. You know, we're going to have hit three and a half million seniors that have gotten shots uh, uh, sometime this week, likely 75% of seniors. It's important to be able to do it. But at the same time, uh, we are not going to have you provide proof of this just to be able to live your life normally. And I'm going to be taking some action in in an executive function, emergency function here, very short. I want to see your papers. Huh? No. Can I see your papers? Show me your papers. Ah, it's all becoming French. Damn. Anyway, the point is that guy knows what he's doing. That's a great man. That's a good state. Why do I live here? I've got to talk to my people. Um, Then, of course, if, if you think this isn't getting even more bananas, and and I try to show you the banana stuff, and then of course, like the little ray of light that comes from Florida usually. Um, But the CDC director, a woman by the name of Rochelle Walensky, uh, she is now very, very concerned that things are about to get much, much worse, just as they're telling us that things are getting much, much better. Take a look. I'm gonna pause here, I'm gonna lose the script, and I'm gonna reflect on the recurring feeling I have of impending doom. We have so much to look forward to, so much promise and potential of where we are, and so much reason for hope, but right now I'm scared. <laughs> That's the CDC director telling us that she has a feeling of impending doom. Lady, get on some Celexa, Lexapro, Wellbutrin. Smoke a joint. I mean, for God's sakes, you people are supposed to be calming us down. You have a feeling of impending doom. She knows there's no impending doom coming. Her impending doom is that her grift is almost up, that we've all wised up to all of the nonsense and we're not listening to you people anymore with your conflicting messages and your never ending cascade of rules that we have to pay attention to that you don't even pay attention to themselves. So yes there is impending doom but it's basically that you're just not going to be someone that we pay attention to anymore but really if if she does i mean joking aside if she does have the feeling of impending doom there are medications for this sort of thing and you know just th- go to your doctor they love to prescribe these things you know some of it causes diarrhea and flatulence and thoughts of suicide and depression and all of those things but then you can take another drug to fix those things which then cause other uh, side effects and then you can take another drug to to fix that I, you know it's a lot so I get it Rochelle you've got problems and uh, you know we hope it works out for you um, all right so this Friday this past Friday on the Bill Maher show on HBO and let me preface all this by saying that I basically like Bill Maher for most of my adult life and career he was someone that that really influenced me I think some, some of his stand-up specials especially when they were really topical during the George W Bush years about Iraq and free speech and the Patriot Act and all that, very good. I think Bill Maher does get it on free speech. But Bill Maher, at this point, I would say he's so rich and such a celebrity at this point that he's sort of checked out. And then every now and again, he says something three years after some of us say it online and then everyone's like, oh, Bill Maher gets it on free speech, Bill Maher gets it on what's happening in schools. But, but it's like, yeah, this has all been happening forever. So. I just sort of, it's weird. The reason I mentioned that actually is because that show seems to still be a weird airlock. I would say the online world has completely, basically overtaken the, the television world at this point, um, but there is still value in the television world because of the money that's there that just keeps like people, it just keeps certain people elevated. And that real-time show still seems to be like an airlock between the online world and the mainstream world, something like that. Um, but, and and by the way, I know that a lot of you guys at the uh, real-time show, you watch this show for a lot of your ideas. I've got my insiders. Um, so how you doing, people? Uh, anyway, uh, Heidi Heitkamp, who is the former senator from North Dakota, she was on the show this week. She's sitting next to, by the way, my buddy Nick Gillespie from Reason Magazine, who I realize I have not had on the show before, who I absolutely will have on the show. And they were talking about Gina Carano. Now you may remember about month, month and a half ago or so, uh, Gina Carano was kicked off the Mandalorian show on Disney Plus basically because she's a conservative. I mean, that, that is really what it all boils down to, or in effect, she's just not woke. I actually don't know that she fully says she's a conservative. Um, I don't know that she considers herself a Republican, but she's non-woke and she had posted a meme basically saying if you keep demonizing people that you're gonna end up treating them like Jews during the Holocaust, which is a true premise. If you keep othering people, that's how you make these things happen, that's how you make Good people do horrible things. Anyway, of course, she got called a Nazi and all the rest of it. Disney got rid of her, and okay, that's where we were at. Well, then the story sort of went away, but then it came back this Friday. Let's take a look. I like this picture. Uh, Who was the woman in the Mandalorian? What did she do? She liked something? She was a Nazi. Oh, that's different, yeah. right. I'm thinking of somebody else. Well, she's not yeah. a Nazi. She, yeah, she compa- she was, she's, she's a, a white white not- look at that. She you say you're calling her in that- She's <laughs> called other people Nazis. Right. So she's Which is the Nazi. Okay, everyone's yeah. a Nazi now. Yeah. Um, she does hang with white supremacists. Yeah. It's like a Mel Brooks She does? Movie. Yeah. Hangs with white I suppose I'm now subject to defamation. I, I don't know. I mean, it depends on what your definition of white supremacist is. That your, also, the goalposts yeah. there changed a lot. You be a guy in a clan hood, right. who. Yeah, but I think we have a, to. I think we have to be really careful. There's two things the Republicans think they're going to get Biden on: cancel culture and this whole Dr. Seuss stuff that's going on, where they're reading Green Eggs and Ham, proving that some of these senators can actually read. And and um, and <laughs> and immigration. And 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 so we can't ignore the fact that we got Donald Trump was in part because of political correctness. All right, Heidi Heitkamp, this one goes out directly to you. You're not a good person. Now, you know that Gina Carano's not a Nazi. The way you moved your eyes and shook your head and kind of laughed through it, you know that it's bullshit. You're a liar, and this is, this is what progressives do. You just label everybody, whatever you wanna label with them, and realize it sticks. And by the way, it's very obvious that you didn't believe it, because then immediately after, then you sort of change it. Oh, she hangs with white supremacists. What white supremacy? Are you talking about Orthodox Jew, Bill Maher? Uh, Bill Maher, Orthodox Jew, uh, Ben Shapiro? Like, what are you talking about? But this is what they do with everyone. What's interesting about that was Bill Maher, It's like, shouldn't you have some concept of knowing what you were talking about? He was like, Gina Carano, she posted a picture or something, something. And like, there wasn't much of a defense given there. I I always give hosts a certain bit of a leash there because I know when you're sitting with someone and everything and it's all happening live, like you're trying to give people the benefit of the doubt and everything else. I I wish my buddy Nick had jumped in a little more, a little more aggressively, but Bill had pointed the question to to Heidi Heitkamp. Um, But the point is, I think Gina Carano should consider suing her. You cannot run around calling everybody Nazis. That's what these people have decided to do. You're Nazi, you're a white supremacist. This is the exact thing that Disney Plus unjustly fired Gina Carano for. And Heidi Heitkamp knows it's not true. And this is what they're all doing. And this is what they've used to keep a whole bunch of us silent. And I think the only thing that we can do, I think we have two tools. I actually think we have two tools in our hands right now. To, to stop this nonsense. One is a legal tool. Like some of this, these people are gonna start having to be sued into oblivion, right? Like we have libel and slander laws. They're extremely, extremely tight, which is why they're never used. I mean, think about how often I'm called a white supremacist or alt-right by the New York Times or all these things, and it's like, I've had lawyers approach me, actually extremely well-known lawyers from, from extremely reputable firms, and say, Dave, you know, you wanna sue for libel, you wanna sue for slander on some of these things. And I have considered it over time, not in the last couple of years, but when it was all first starting, five years ago and Jordan Peterson was a Nazi and you guys know all the stuff. It was like, it was so shocking. It was so shocking as all I kept doing was defending liberalism and that thus I was a white supremacist, which by the way, Bill Maher makes a good point on that, which is that years ago, a white supremacist meant you wore a hood, you were a member of the KKK. Now it just means you're not a progressive nutbag. So Bill, I'll give credit where it's due. He does get the ever moving, um, the ever, ever expanding definition of what a white supremacist is. But I would say that, that the legal measures are really the, are the one sort of tangible thing, But then the other thing, and I really think this is it more than anything else, is we all must just start speaking up. I, that's it. Like that really is it. I think most people, for some reason, Think that someone's gonna come save us. I think most people are sitting around like, oh, this craziness can't last forever. Eventually, it will die out and blah, blah, Yes, it will die out, but the question is, how much destruction will it wrought? Will there be anything that will be remotely American and and relative to equality instead of equity and all of the good things about America? Will we have any of that by the time this thing burns out? I'm not totally sure, and nobody's coming to save you. You are the only one that can save yourself. And if you want proof, just listen to this ridiculous story from California. California lawmakers have introduced a bill to hold social media companies accountable for online hate. Uh, We've got a quote here right from the District 45 website. This is the district that this... uh, that this piece of legislation is coming from. This is like their press release that they put on their website. California legislators introduce bipartisan effort to hold social media companies accountable for online hate and disinformation. Groundbreaking legislation would require social media companies to publicly disclose corporate policies and key metrics regarding online hate, disinformation, and extremism. It goes on, assembly member Jesse Gabriel, who's a Democrat from Woodland Hills, today announced new legislation that will bring much needed transparency and accountability to the role of social media platforms in amplifying extreme and dangerous content and driving severe political polarization. The first of its kind measure, the Social Media Transparency and Accountability Act of 2021, would require social media platforms to publicly disclose their corporate policies regarding online hate disinformation, extremism, harassment, and foreign interference, as well as key metrics and data regarding enforcement of those policies. Okay, so let's, uh, let's talk about this uh, Jesse Gabriel, because actually I've got a, a quote from him and then I'll explain why, because some of that does sound kind of good, like transparency but what the real danger is. Uh, but assembly member Jesse Gabriel said this, Californians are becoming increasingly alarmed about the role of social media in promoting hate, disinformation, conspiracy theories, and extreme political polarization. It's long past time for these companies to provide real transparency into their content moderation practices. The public and policymakers deserve to know when and how social media companies are amplifying certain voices and silencing others. This is an important first step in a broader effort to protect our democracy and better regulate social media platforms. Okay, so a lot of this sounds good, right? But there's a a little bit of a confusion here. There's a difference between transparency. So would I like these companies to be transparent about their policies? Do you de-boost or de-rank or algorithmically manipulate equally? What is your policy on that? And does it affect say people on the right as much as people on the left? Do you delete lefty accounts as much as you delete righty accounts? Is all of that transparent and good? I would like to see more transparency there. The problem is when they start talking about political polarization and misinformation, they don't mean that they're gonna get rid of misinformation as if when CNN broadcasts their misinformation that we talk about here all the time, right? When Washington Post makes up a story, that's not the type of disinformation that they're gonna get rid of. The type of disinformation that they're gonna get rid of is perhaps when Trump supporters say something or a conservative comes out against some new trans bill or whatever it might be. Right, like some, basically anything, as I say all the time, that is not woke will be considered disinformation. So there's a huge difference between uh, the government asking these companies to be transparent. Tell us what you're doing so that we can see that you're treating people fairly because then that gets us into that publisher versus platform conversation, right? Section 230 of the Communications Act. That's a great place to have a conversation. I love that conversation. If you haven't seen my interview with uh, with David Sachs from a couple of weeks ago, you should check it out. He gives a really great explainer on that. Um, but that is very different than saying we're going to force you guys, meaning we, the government, are going to force you to watch out and do something about certain content that is misinformation or politically polarizing or something else. Because then, what is the government doing? What does the First Amendment say? The First Amendment says you have the right to free speech. The government right cannot encroach on your right to free speech, but What if the government forces a company to encroach on your free speech? So your guy here, then you've got tech company here and the government here. Well, the government knows it can't run around to get you, right? First Amendment, that's tough for those guys. I know they're not thrilled with it. So what they can do is they can create laws to make sure that that guy has to do something. And I would argue, and I think many lawyers would argue, and I've heard many people argue this, that that then would be a violation of your First Amendment. By the way, this guy, the district that he covers is Woodland Hills, which that's the Home Depot that I go to. And last time I was there, you know, he's worried about online misinformation. Last time I was at Home Depot, swear to you this happened, there was a crazy man attacking people with a golf club, chasing people out of the store. I almost took a video of it and I know it would have went viral and I'm not even gonna tell you the race of the person or the race of some of the people he was uh, changing uh, chasing around. But let's just say it didn't quite fit the narrative that CNN would have been uh, thrilled with. But literally, there was a man chasing people around the garden section. We we were trying to get tomato plants. We did get them eventually, but we had to wait outside for a little bit. It was was a whole thing. Um, And the, the, the other funny thing about that Woodland Hills, you gotta Google this, that Woodland Hills Home Depot is like a block away from it. There is a building, I've posted this picture on Twitter a couple of times. There is a building that's workspace and apartments and condos. Uh, and just like a whole giant complex and it's called the Q. So it has a giant Q outside of it. So you now the Q people, they have a brick and mortar, okay? They're building in Woodland Hills and this guy's worried about online misinformation. Lordy, lordy, lordy. Uh, guys, just a reminder, uh, part one of my interview with Janice Dean is up right now. She's just phenomenal. This woman is like truly, truly, just great. It was one of the most enjoyable interviews I've done in a long time. And she's fighting Andrew Cuomo and her story about, you know, her her in-laws were two of the people that were sent back into the old age homes that died. And she just, she didn't take it lying down. She's fighting for them. It's it's just absolutely incredible. Uh, and a lot of good stuff is happening at rubenreport.locals.com. That That big announcement that I've been teasing about locals, I already announced it on the community at rubinreport.locals.com. We're gonna make a a public announcement uh, probably in a day or two. We're just working through a couple things, but a lot of good stuff's happening and I'm happy to report that. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you have a great day and I'll see you tomorrow.